Okay, hello and shalom, Bishop, as we continue our lesson. So right now we're at study two, Luke one twenty six through 38. That's Luke one twenty six through 38. Luke one twenty six. Y'all are having a good day. Let me check this out again. Sorry for the delay. I'm drinking my coffee, chilling. 126. All right, so here we go. 126 to 138. Now, in the sixth month of the angel Gabriel was sent to God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, or Miriam, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled, I imagine, at his sight, and considered that manner of greeting that was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over uh, hold on, I'm sure still work yet. He will reign over uh, the house of Jacob forever, and the kingdom there will be of no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who was born, who, who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, as now in the sixth month, in her, uh, for her, who was called barren. For the Lord, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Okay, so that's our section right there. Now, let's go to the questions. How many features of the person and mission of the promised child can be dis discerned in the words of the angel? Make a list of them. Okay, so it's 31, 31, 33, and 35. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> of course, of all, it's going to be, she's going to have a son. That would be the first title. And the name Jesus, which of course is the name, uh, he will be great. There's another one right there. And he will be called the Son of the Highest. Wow, what an honor. The Son of the Highest would be the one most like God, his own son. Uh, and, uh, uh, and the Lord will give him his throne of his father David, as we know the messianic prophecies within the Tanakh say that there will be a king that will arise from, the, uh, from David. And that's, the angel is verifying his, that he will be upon the throne of his father, David. Not meaning that David is his father, but his spiritual lineage is what he's going to be. 
is going to be a king in that order. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. Now, interesting, Bishop, it says the house of Jacob forever, but not the house of Israel. I just noticed that anyway. So he will be a king over Israel, basically, there. In his kingdom, there will be no end. In other words, his, this, end, this kingdom is never going to end. We know all the great kings of, uh, of Israel, they came to an end. Solomon, David, we can go on and on and on. Hezekiah. But they came to an end. But it's saying that this man's, or this, this, this special child, his kingdom will never end. So we see there that that's the different titles that he is giving in there. Uh, Talking about, the, uh, you know, he will be conceived when the Holy Spirit comes upon Mary. So right there, the title, he is also going to be the son of the Most High God. So that's, that's the titles. That's some of the titles that are given to him. Um, right there. Contrast Mary's reception of the angel's message with that of Zechariah. Uh, why did Mary's response? What did Mary's response involve? Are you prepared similarly to ask the Lord to fulfill His word in you? All right. So Zechariah, when he was told, he was in awe and he had fear, and unfortunately, he had doubt. Let me sip some coffee here. Zechariah had doubt and fear, and he questioned when he was told what was going to happen. His words were, but Lord, you know I'm an old man and my wife is barren. You know, he gave an excuse, and when he did that, that's the reason why he was uh, muted, because of his doubt and because of his uh, fear. When Miriam, Mary heard the news, she received it. She did ask a question. She said, how can this be since I don't, you know, I have not known a man. But she says at the end, she says, let it be. Let, let, you know, I'm going in my words here. But Lord, whatever your will is, let it be done through me. She did not doubt. She did not laugh. She received the instruction of the Lord within her heart. And when she received that instruction, the Lord found grace, and he, he fulfilled the plan. Now, he fulfilled the plan within Zechariah, but it cost him his voice for a while. And uh, But Mary actually received. How is it with me? Okay, you want me to get personal within these instructions? Let me tell you some of these things. The Lord has told me many powerful things throughout my life. But because of uh, uh, fear, much doubt, because I am a skeptic at a lot of times, and because I just don't accept things that, I don't know, I, I have a problem sometimes receiving things, but I've noticed that a lot of results within my life of negative things that have happened have been a result of bad and poor choices within my life. In other words, uh, for instance, uh, trying to make things happen on my own when the Lord has told me something, you know, I, I try to go around the back way or I try to run, I try to do something other than what he tells me to do. So within my life, when I receive the word of the Lord, and I have at times, and God has truly blessed me, but I've also been told things from the Lord, and I'll either want to use my own knowledge or my own ego to do things without waiting on Him. So I too have been in the place of Zechariah, where I have doubted the Lord has told me something, and I didn't really receive it, and things went the other way for me. It wasn't a devil. It was myself. And then I've had times also when the Lord has told me to do something. And, you know, 
things happen positively for. And, and now that's not always the key. Sometimes you can do the right things and bad things still happen. So I'm not saying that that is the key. That is what, you know, the key to this. You can still do good and bad things can happen. And that's just the price we have to pay. And I think that's where I am at now. I think this journey that we have been on, Bishop, through, you know, Hebrew roots, through Judaism. I mean, I have converted Judaism. I am a born Jew. But I also halakhically converted to Orthodox Judaism, as my wife is converted to. But at the same time, I hear the Master's voice calling, calling, calling. And, and Bishop, I can only tell you that within deep in my soul, that Orthodox calling is there. And that's Orthodox Christianity, not Orthodox Judaism. So I really feel that this is the Lord calling out, and you know, and and I really feel like this is my time to step into that, and I'm going to take Him at His word, and I'm, you know, there's a lot of things coming against us with it, but I'm going to hold firm. So this is an example now of what I'm doing is to see God's word come forth in my life. So I have been on both ends. I've been through rejection and faith and laughing at God, and I've been to the point sometimes when I say, God, you're true. I accept and receive this. And uh, so that's how I can tie those two things within my personal life of both characters there is within that. When the Lord has told me to do something, I've either rejected it and uh, or I've accepted it. So I hope this was a bit more personal. This is the next lesson, too. So thank you. And I'm going to do the next one in a second. Hello, Shalom Bishop. As we continue our study, number three, and we're going to start at Luke one thirty nine. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary and the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you amongst women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me? And the mother of the Lord should come to me, for indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded to my ear, the babe leaped with my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told uh, from her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed, and who he who is mighty has done great things for me, and, and holy is his name, and mercy is on those who hear uh, who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arms and scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. Um, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. He has spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to the seed forever. And Mary remained to her about three months and returned to the house, to her house. Uh, and that's where we're going to end right now. 56. So let's go to the questions now and see what we're dealing with right here. Okay. Are you here? Are we still recording? Yes, we are still recording. It went dead, so I couldn't tell what happened here. Okay, so we are... All right. 
Number question number one, study three. What does Mary's song song reveal about? The character of God, it's 4950, and his way of working among men, verse 51 through 56. How are these facts demonstrated in the matter of the Savior's coming? Okay, so we need to get our Bible back out. 49 and 50. Oh, sorry about that. 49 and 50. Okay. So we're looking at here at 49. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Talking about the Lord, the, the almighty God. And holy is his name, speaking of, of his merciful name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm and has scattered the proud in the imaginations of their heart. He has put down the mighty from their throne and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has filled the hungry with good things and the riches he has sent. Okay, so basically it's this. And this is my interpretation of this, not the churches, of course. I mean, I don't know what their view is on this. But what I'm trying to say is, is when, when the Messiah comes, they were expecting a mighty man of valor to come lead and, and to take them to victory and destroy their enemies and set up a physical kingdom and, and, and to really be a great kingdom and do away with all their enemies. And, and that will happen one day. But what the Messiah came to do was he came to capture the hearts of men. He came to the lowly. He came to those that were not exalted. He came to the, the needy. He came to the, the poor. He came to the wretched. He came to the people that, that most kingly would not come to do. And it says that when he comes, he was going to basically scat, you know, take away from the rich and give to the poor. He was basically, and that's not communism the way we think it today. It's a, it's a metaphor that basically he was coming for the everyday Joe. He wasn't coming just for the priest. He wasn't just coming for uh, the elite. He was coming for everybody. And basically, uh, those who choose him, who, 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 who bow their ego, bow their hearts down to him and accept him as the Messiah he is, he will exalt them. In other words, it goes back to you either going to exalt him or you're going to exalt yourself. And that's where the metaphor comes in, that he's coming lowly. He's coming, he's coming to, to take away from those that think they have it. So basically, it's going to come to a point that his mission is going to be, he's coming for everybody. And it's not going to be the status that we think it is. He's just coming for the, uh, the people. But it says, the, for the mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. Now, we know that you know we're talking about the Lord God right there, the ultimate, the ultimate creator, that this is the plan. I mean, this is just my interpretation here. This is the plan that we establish a faith that I know from generation to generation to generation is going to serve the Almighty. And I know that from my generations past, I've had pockets that have worshipped and magnified the Lord, and the Lord is just creating that from generation to generation. Uh, he has put down the mighty from their throne, Hey, he's going to tear down. He's going to establish what he wants. Bishop, who would have thought that three people like you, Governor, and myself could be anything? But yet through the grace of Mashiach, the grace of Messiah, you're now a bishop. I'm working on my presbytery. You know, we're, we're doing what was told. We, we probably were never, 
We were never given credit that we would be anything. But through the grace of the Messiah, he's putting us where we need to be. So, that's a little rampant there. Let's get my book back out. There it is. That was the first question. Um, how many, uh, what features in Mary's character are revealed in this song? What can be learned from her example? Oh, my God. She was definitely a servant. Uh, she had a servant's heart. She truly loved the Creator. She truly loved God. She truly loved His ways. She loved His commandments. She could tell she was very, uh, well, you know, I don't know. She would have been, you know, being her, her family was Cohen and everything. She would have understood. But I think she really rejoiced in the law of the Lord. She really rejoiced in the ways and the traditions. And she truly loved the Creator. But in a humble way, she didn't recognize herself in any way as anything but a handmaiden of the Lord's, what she said. And she even asked Elizabeth, she says, why in the world would he choose me? And isn't that a question we can ask today? Isn't that a question that we can look at and say, why in the world would you choose me? Why would you choose me? I am nothing. I am nothing but a, a person that does bad things, has a bad heart sometimes, blah, blah, blah. Why in the world would you choose me? You know, And to make it personal, I have to ask the same question. But do I handle it with gratitude like Mary did who kept it humble? who just rejoice in the fact that the Lord had given her something to do? Or do we exalt ourselves? I have so much knowledge and the Lord has chose me because I am, I am initiated in all of the religious rites and I know the Torah, you know, like the Pharisees. Who are you? We know, the, we know the Torah better from front and back. You're not in there. They missed it. So <clears throat> I think the way Mary handled it was through, again, humility. She handled, she took the word of the Lord. She never exalted anything about herself. She kept it humble. And because of that, great is Mary. Great is Mary. Great is Mary. You know, we look back at Solomon, who started out, and he said, Lord, only thing I want is wisdom. Could have asked for anything. But what did that wisdom eventually do to him? It corrupted him because he heard the words, Oh, great Solomon! You know, they came from afar to hear the wisdom of Solomon, but it wasn't the wisdom of Solomon. It was the wisdom of God. And he lost track of that. And we know that he had a horrible end of his life. He, You know, everything happened to him because he exalted himself. Bishop Mary never exalted herself. And she always kept it humble. And she always just had a receiving servant's heart. And God, I pray that we all can receive that and have that heart within ourselves today. That you would give us that heart that we can receive and we can accept. And God, keep it within me at all times. Amen. So this has been a good one. Uh, I like to study a lot. This is study three. So I'm fixing to get it to you. So here you go.